You're listening to Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. Get the Crush blogs, podcasts, and performance links at crushperformance.com. something powerful about the number three it's a human thing we seem to absorb and remember information better when it's presented in threes when things come in threes there is an efficiency and rhythm two of something's okay four and five are the start of what you might call a trend but three is interesting because it's the most basic pattern that there is and our brains love patterns patterns help us do whatever it is we do We know in marketing, for example, giving consumers more than three options can lead to confusion and fewer sales. We see this online as well. A website requiring more than three clicks, you start to lose your audience. And having more than three examples or three categories, too many options, it's called the paradox of choice and it's everywhere. The paradox of choice, when we have too many options and have to pick only one, It actually limits our freedom, or at least it's perceived that way. When there are a lot of options, we want it all. And if we can't have at least a good portion of it all, we feel like we're really missing out. And we get caught up trying to decide what we might want most, or, and this is probably more likely, we just check out. Learning to choose is hard, but when we have just a few choices, it's easier for us to make that decision on what's best for us at this point in time. In step, the power of threes. Three good options, one good decision, and we're generally happy with our choice. Plus, we're not missing out on too much. There's no doubt, learning to choose is hard. When you get anything more than three options, things get more trendy than they are pattern-like. And remember, our brains love patterns. In sport, for example, you have three bases in baseball and three strikes are out. A three-point shot in basketball, three points for a field goal in football, and Three goals is a hat trick. Take the Olympic motto, Sidious, Altius, Fortius. Faster, higher, stronger. A powerful set of three. We root, root, root for the home team and hip, hip, hooray for the champ. And almost every race out there starts with ready, set, go. It goes on and on, these clusters of three. There's something very compelling about it. And that's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Get it? Ah, if you look at the Crush Company logo, at our three intersecting rings with that small little core right in the very middle, there's a very cool story behind our logo. I'll share that another day, but those three rings are very intentional. For Crush Performance, those rings represent our approach to top performance in sport, but it's in a constant state of flux depending on how we're using it. For our company, it's inspire, motivate, educate. For our athletes, it could be sleep, nutrition, cardiovascular performance, or in the Crush Brain game, our very powerful three-step model, approach, result, response. Powerful, powerful stuff. So when it comes to our athlete programming, we have three top priorities that guide our entire approach to athlete training. If you imagine those Crush rings, here they would represent performance, injury prevention, and longevity. 
And that small little core right there in the middle where the three rings intersect, well, that's where we plug in the organization, the team, or the individual athlete we're working with. Trust me, it is powerful. I've been using this method for more than 20 years and it has never failed me. It points the compass and starts us on our journey towards performance and potential. In sport, however, there's a problem. We get caught up on performance and more times than not stuck there. And that's a dangerous game to play if you want to make it to the top. As we start building out a program for an organization, a team, or an individual athlete, if I were to prioritize and assign an official order to these three rings, I would line them up like this. Number one would be injury prevention. It's the first thing we consider when we're building our long-term planning. Number two is longevity. And number three, performance. It's the last for me. However, in sport, it's number two that often gets overlooked. Longevity. Setting your athletes up for the long haul. You have more influence on this than you might think. And it all starts with planning. First, you need to know exactly where you're at, clear and concise. Second, you map out that long-term plan, one year, two years, four years. Some major companies have 100-year legacy plans that guide their efforts. And third, you start your journey, making adjustments as you or your athlete grows, matures, develops, and masters the craft of his or her sport, a task that never really ends. And yes, there's another classic example of the power of three. And here's yet another. Planning for longevity includes, number one, balancing work and rest. Number two, balancing competition and training. And number three, balancing the demands of sport with the demands of life. It's a power of three balancing act. And if you can find a way to stay reasonably balanced, you'll have a good shot at having a long, healthy career. In sport today, we are experiencing some very, very cool trends. We're seeing players entering the highest levels of sport at younger ages and having a huge impact on the game. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we're also seeing players competing longer, well into their late 30s and into their 40s. These are the ones who have found that balance and stayed true to it for the long haul. As we all know, the average career length in the world of professional sport is very short. That's why we try to help our athletes become as valuable as possible and earn as much money as possible while they're still playing. If we look at the average career length in the major professional sports, Major League Baseball has the longest career at 5.6 years. The NHL is second at 5.5 years, then the NBA, 4.8 years. The average career in the NFL is short as you would expect, 3.5 years with all the contact, the bashing, the banging and injuries. And then there's Major League Soccer. It's an interesting one for me. Of the five major North American sports, it has the shortest average career length. I expect this will grow as players are now earning more and more money in the league. Could it be that at this point, the players aren't earning enough money to stick around for 10 to 15 years? Well, we'll watch with great interest. The average career here is just a little shorter than in the NFL at 3.2 years. And I think we all agree that the average career length in professional sport is very, very short. 
So what happens if we look at the ages of our top athletes? It's an exercise I dive into every couple of years just to see where the landscape is at. It also helps us plan for any athlete in the spectrum of competitive sport. It's a great understanding to have when you're mapping out long-term plans. If we look at the Olympic sports, the ages range from 14 years to 52.8 years of age. 72% of the athletes are aged between 20 and 30 years, and 99% are below 40 years of age. The average age for men is 27, and for women, it's 26.2 years. And then if we look at the NFL, the average age of players there, 26.5 years. In Major League Baseball, it's 29.3. The NBA, 26.1. The NHL, 27. Major League Soccer, 25.8 years of age. In tennis, it's 28.3 years for men and 25.8 for women. And on the PGA Tour, the average age is approximately 35 years, which is much higher than any other sport. We see this trend in activities that require higher levels of skill, like baseball, for example, the highest of the major professional sports. With an average player age of 29.3 years, skills take longer to master. Now, if you're an athlete who has entered the high-performance pathway and you have dreams of playing a professional sport, you can start to get an idea of what your timeline looks like. Another thing to be aware of as you start mapping out your long-term plan is the fact that pro leagues around the world have age limits for participants, like the NFL, who requires athletes to be at least three years removed from high school, making them usually 21 or 20 years of age. The NBA requires athletes to be at least 19 in order to enter the league. The NHL's minimum age is 18 years, and Major League Baseball also has an 18-year-old minimum for North American players and 17 for international players. Knowing the average age of current players and when players can enter pro sports, well, then you can start mapping out your plan. And for the most part, there's no rush. Let's say you're a 13-year-old baseball player who wants to make it to the big leagues. Well, you have five years until you're draft eligible and 16 years until you reach the average age of players in the league. Or football. Let's say you start getting serious about the game in high school. You've been playing for a few years, but at 16, you decide, I want to go for it. Well, as we said, to be eligible for the NFL draft, players must have been out of high school for at least three years and must have used up their college eligibility before the start of the next college football season. So let's say that takes you to about 19 or 20 years of age. And remember, the average age of NFL players is 26.5 years. If you are 16 and you're serious about football, you have three years until you can enter the league and more than 10 years until you reach the average age of an NFL player. You get the idea, and it's similar for all sports. There is no rush to be a perfect pro player. Like anything, that takes time and planning. And if you want to talk longevity in sport, LeBron James. He's entering his 21st season in the NBA. It's incredible. Why don't we take a look at examples of longevity in sport and see what there is to learn. For all of the baseball coaches out there, I'd like to introduce you to my very first online course, Creating Coachable Players, Key Strategies for Player Performance and Injury Prevention in the Game of Baseball. If you're a coach in the game of baseball, I built this course to help you help your players. 
In my career as an athlete and player development specialist, I've been lucky enough to have worked in Major League Baseball with some of the game's greatest players. And then consulting with Major League Baseball all around the world, I've spent almost 30 years working in high performance sport. And while we've come a long way, we still have some important work to do. Have you ever wondered why the injury rates in sport are so high? We're experiencing some of the highest injury rates ever recorded in sport and at every single age group, including the professional levels. Have you noticed the dropout rates, especially at some of the most critical periods of development? We've been experiencing historically high dropout rates. And I'm not sure if it's just me, but have you ever wondered if we're at a point where we might have maxed out human performance? It might seem like it. There are some incredible things going on in sport right now, but I don't think we're even close. In fact, I'm utterly sure of it. And if that's the case, then where does the next level of performance come from? I've studied this for years. I've broken it down, reverse engineered it, put it back together, and there's a couple of common themes that always make an appearance. Coaching and long-term development. These are massive themes with countless moving parts, but it's the coaches who are driving the developmental system. I built Creating Coachable Players to help you raise your players' level of readiness, raise their ceiling of potential, ultimately improving their performance, all while reducing their risk of injury. This is what I want for you as a coach. This is what I would wish for each and every one of your players. Coaches, it's time to take your baseball players and their game to new heights. To get more information and to register for Creating Coachable Players, go to jeffgrishel.com and click on the Learn with Jeff button. I can't wait to share with you everything I know about athlete development so you can coach your players to new heights. I'll see you there. LeBron James, the king, the Lakers star, is playing in his 21st NBA season. That makes him one of only 10 players in the league's history to compete in 20 or more seasons. Even at the age of 38, he stands as one of the best players in the NBA and he still has some gas left in the tank. I think it's pretty much a given that he'll play beyond 40 years of age and that would be remarkable because there's only 31 players in the history of the NBA who have played after they've turned 40. And with the retirement of 42-year-old Udonis Haslam last season, LeBron officially becomes the oldest active player in the NBA. The oldest player to ever play in the NBA was Nicholas Hickey, who played one game in the 1947-48 season just two days short of his 46th birthday. Could LeBron play to 46, 47 years of age? It'll be fun to watch. Long, longevity is a rare thing in professional sport, but here are a couple more great examples. The legendary Gordie Howe, who played in the NHL until the age of 52. Even at the end of his career, he was a force to be reckoned with. And then you have the great Satchel Paige, who in 1965 pitched three scoreless innings for the Kansas City Athletics, making him officially the oldest player to ever play Major League Baseball at 59 years of age. Interesting, he also holds the record as the oldest rookie in Major League history. On July 7, 1948, Paige signed a deal with the Indians, making his American League debut at the age of 42. Another great example of late arrivals in sport who went on to dominate, as we discussed in last week's show. 
So it is possible. It can be done. Arriving late and longevity. But time waits for no one. And we're looking at a changing of the guard and the end of an era. The very last of the 70s kids in professional sport. Yes, you heard me right. The very last of the 70s kids in sport. As Tom Brady officially retired early in 2023 at 45 years of age, he was the last active NFL player born in the 70s. That left only two other players in all of professional sport who were born in the 70s. And they were Zidane Chara, defenseman for the New York Islanders, who was born in 1977, and one of my favorite NHL players, Joe Thornton, center for the Florida Panthers, who was 42 years old, born in 1979. As the 2023-2024 NHL season gets underway, both are now retired. And that is the end of the 70s kids in professional sport. So, who's still left in that seasoned veteran category? Well, the oldest active players in the NFL starts with Jason Peters of the Dallas Cowboys, who's 41. Then you have Andy Lee of the Cardinals, who's 40. Robbie Gold for the 49ers, who's also 40. And then it drops to Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old, and Mercedes Lewis of the Packers, who is 38. After that, it's a slew of 30-somethings until you work your way down to the young guns. In this, the NHL's 2023-24 season, Mark Giordano is the oldest player in the league, playing for the Maple Leafs this year at the age of 40. Then you have Joe Pavelski of the Dallas Stars, who is 39, and then a number of 38-year-olds, Mark andre Fleury of the Wild, Jeff Carter of the Penguins, and Ryan Suter of the Stars. And then you work your way down the ranks. In Major League Baseball's 2023 season, there were only a handful of 40-somethings. Rich Hill, left-handed pitcher for the Pirates, has the honor of being the oldest active player in Major League Baseball during the 2023 season, followed by Nelson Cruz of the Padres, who was 42, and then Adam Wainwright, right-handed pitcher for the Cardinals, who was 41. And we round out Major League Baseball's 40-something players with Justin Verlander, right-handed pitcher for the Mets, and then Astros. He was 40 last season. Now, we'll have to wait and see who might show up at next year's spring training. Ah, the long game of sport. It requires a certain mindset, some grit and determination. You'll need resilience and hardiness, but most of all, I think you have to have passion. And like that very first spark that starts a campfire, that passion can start small and it can start early. And then if fueled properly, Grow and grow and grow as you move through the sporting landscape on your way to reaching your potential. One thing we know, it all happens one step at a time, or maybe it's three, as you learn, adapt, and develop in your sport. Whatever your approach, it's all part of the game when you think like an athlete. I'm Jeff Kershell.
Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Crush Performance. This is our 18th season. You can get the Crush archives and you can subscribe to the show and our newsletter at jeffkershell.com. Follow me on social media, search out Crush Performance. The Crush Performance podcast is recorded right here in the Crush studios. Our distribution partner is Radio Influence Digital Media. Website and educational material produced and directed by Debbie Kershell, who is Miss Crusher. <laughs> the theme music, graphics, and video design are by Noah Alexen of Nolexen Visual and Sound. Stay tuned for the launch of our video series coming soon on the Crush Performance YouTube channel. And if you are a coach in baseball, be sure to go to our website, jeffkershell.com, and check out my first online course called Creating Coachable Players, Key Strategies for Injury Prevention and Player Performance in the Game of Baseball. Whether you're a novice introductory coach, whether you've been doing it for a long time, or whether you are a pro and making your living coaching the game of baseball, there is a level of the course for you. I'd love to see you there. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time right here on Crush Performance.